Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to The Best Bits with Lily and Alice. We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians on the land on which we meet today and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We acknowledge the ongoing connection that Aboriginal people have to the land and recognise that Aboriginal people are the original custodians of this land. Hi, Al. Hello. How are you? I'm really well, actually, today. Lily, how are you? I'm good. I'm really, I'm really good today. I feel like yep. starting the week off well, but how was your week? Yes. Tell me about it. I had a very interesting week. I was like, mm. it was busy. It was very busy with work. And also I think that um, the past couple of months has been like, go, 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 hectic, hectic, hectic with like personal life. And I had like the first weekend, to be honest, where I was essentially like left to my own brain mm. <laughs> and I just like I don't know what, what what happened I just like felt really sad yeah. um but it, you know what it was needed so I think I had a wholesome week and it was everything that I love I did everything that I love doing but it was also somewhat of a reality um hit me in the face week yeah. uh yeah yeah, apart from that, I had a phenomenal week. Yep. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a busy but emotional, emotional week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you know what's interesting is like, you know, several years ago, if these weeks happened to me, I would have just mm. written them off and been like, what a shit week, start again. Whereas yep. now I'm like, what did I learn from that week? What yeah. did I need? What did I give myself? Or what didn't I give myself that really, really helped? And I don't know, having the power of reflection nowadays mm. is so incredible and I find it such a gift to be able to reflect on these weeks and ask myself, you know, what happened and how can I best hold myself next time these sorts of mm. things happen. So, you know, these weeks that it used to be, yeah, these weeks that used to be like super uh, annoying, I used to be like, oh, far out, why do I feel like this? This is so annoying. 
I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what's this telling me? What's my body telling me? What's my mind telling me? What's the universe telling me that I need to do or stop doing, Yeah, you know, for the days to yeah. come. So yeah, there's no such thing as a bad week. There's only a week that's a bit difficult and you've just got to learn from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like you never get to a stage in life where you can avoid feelings and where you yes. just don't feel the hard feelings, but you can get to a stage where you know how to deal with them. And yes. I think yes. that is where all the power is. So I think it's just yep. another another example to you of how well you're doing is, is what I think, mm-hmm. you know, as an outsider. Thank looking you, darling. In. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. darling. Appreciate you so better much. better today. Yes, I'm feeling yes. better. And these pod, like we do our recordings for everyone who's listening at home. We do our recordings on Monday morning. Yeah. And it's just such a good start to the week. It just it really is. sets us up. Yeah. 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 I like really look forward to it. Yeah. yeah. What was, what was your week like, Lily? What is something that happened this week that you learnt about yourself? Oh, that I learnt about myself. Okay. My week was really good. So I had a really busy week. Um, so I'm trying to condense a lot of my work into Monday to Wednesday. Um, Love it. because as maybe some of you know, I'm traveling at the moment. So I work full days, Monday to Wednesday and have then a few days off to, to travel around Tassie. Um, and what I learned about myself in that time is that I, I am still really needing to work on, um, just, allowing myself to take time off and Mm. that is really tricky for me you know I I feel like I I should be doing all this stuff I've got emails to do I've got clients to to contact and get in touch with and I I found myself struggling with that but then actually really leaning into it and just testing myself and pushing myself just take the time off. Um, and the more and more I do that, the easier it feels. So I feel like that's something that I learned in terms of, I still have work to do, um, yeah. but I am getting better at it. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's a good test for me, I think. Um, that's fantastic. You should be so proud of yourself for that. That's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. Um, Especially when I think it's because, you know, I guess when you're the only one in your business, you're the only one that you have to motivate yourself. So it feels like, well, if I'm not pressuring myself, then nothing gets done. Oh, amen, sister. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's, oh, it's, it's really hard, but yeah, it's a good test. It's a good test. And yeah, I think I'm getting better and better at it, which is good. And then we had like a really nice four days off. Uh, we did, yeah, Wine Glass Bay. We did hikes. We went to Lobster Shack. It was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Vibe, 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 yeah. vibe. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm from Tassie originally. So Lily's around there at the moment. I'm like, ah, it's so exciting. Like there's so many cool things you're doing. I'm so jealous. Tasmania is amazing. Yeah. I'm 10 out of 10 recommend. It's, yeah, it's so beautiful and the people mm. are so nice. It just feels like you're going back in time, though. It's, yeah. It's, it's, oh, they're in, like, the 18th century, I swear. Literally. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, and it's just funny, like, the little differences. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, highly recommend Tassie to anyone that hasn't been because it's insane. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Lily. And you're well oh. done on, on, on learning that about yourself. It's such a powerful thing to learn. Yeah. And I especially, so. I guess, admitting that you've still got things to work on, like everyone, mm. there's no yeah. such thing as fully healed, but like, yeah. you know, admitting that is so powerful. Mm. And we've got our quotes for we the week. What's, what's your quote, Lily? So with the line of this week's topic, which is comparison culture, which is something we're really excited to talk about, uh, mine is just the classic. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I think my mum told me that growing up in school. I think my mum was the very first person that I heard that heard say that. And it is just so true. And it, it hit when she said it and it still hits every time I hear it. Um, so yeah, that's mine. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. I love that. That's mm. so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's a little bit different to that, but it's just a simple thing that I repeat to myself when I'm having days of just feeling a bit sad. And that is this too shall pass. And mm. I think that every emotion, good, bad, neutral passes. Like there is no such thing as a constant emotion. Like we are humans of waves um, and mm-hmm. you know, things come, things go. And just repeating myself that this too shall pass is like, it reminds me like, okay, like I feel sad today, but like I might not feel sad tomorrow or I feel happy today. But like, if I don't feel happy tomorrow, that doesn't mean that I'm broken. That's yeah. just, I'm human. So yeah, that's mine. This too shall pass. It's a beautiful one. It's such a, it's such a universal one as well that I think has helped so many people, mm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's the number one advice that you give to someone when they're going through a hard time because yeah. it's true. It's, it, it's yeah. just so, so true. The cliches are the truest things in life. hundred percent. I feel like yeah. they're a cliche for a reason and mm-hmm. yeah, this too shall pass. I love that, Al. I love it. So let's get into today's topic. Wait, yes. topic? Is that what we're talking topic? about? Um, yeah, theme, topic. It's all about comparison. Holy mm. moly moly. Comparison is so toxic and it is so natural. And we were even talking about this off air just before about how comparison is normal. Like it is normal and it's human and it's so very innate for us to compare ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. And it's in a sense like an evolutionary, biological, very, 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 um, how would you say? Protective mechanism. Protective, yeah. Yeah, protective mechanism for us humans to do. However, unfortunately, with social media and and all these other things um, in our world Mm. today, comparison has been a very fundamental reason as to potentially why people are feeling a little bit lost or sad, unhappy, confused, um, and also struggle with a lot of mental health issues as well because of it. So we wanted to talk about it because it's really important. Yep. Yep. It's it's rife within society and I think we'd be lying and I think a lot of people would be lying if they said that they don't compare themselves to others. So it's something that I think we all feel um, and and to a certain extent, yeah, it can be it can be healthy. You know, a little bit of comparison, you know, can be a little bit, you know, okay. 
But I think we all know the extent to which, you know, it, it's not okay and it actually, yeah, does affect us. So I guess we want to start by talking about it in the sense of like, what is comparison and where does it begin? Because I think it's kind of ingrained in us from a very young age to be comparing ourselves to the people around us, starting in, I guess, even the home, you know, comparing yourself to your siblings and, and, you know, how, how can you not? You, if, if you have siblings, you all come from the same two people, you know, most likely, and you compare yourself to, to what they look like, how, they do in school, how smart they are, how they get treated by your parents. And you kind of begin to identify yourself within that framework, I suppose. And then I guess that carries on into school, right? Yeah, good point. I think it definitely starts in, in the home and it's it's no one's fault. I think that naturally, if you have an older sibling, you're always like, oh, what's that person doing? And how can I do things that are similar to that person? Yeah. And maybe it all comes down to belonging too. And yeah. if you are similar to that, that older sibling, like you belong because that older sibling is loved and adored by the family or, or whatever yeah. it might be, perhaps who knows, but it does, it does carry on to school. And I think that to be honest, school is a, can be, sorry, a very tough time for a lot of people. Mm. Um, and I think that in particular, I guess for my circumstances of when I went to school in primary school and I went to a public primary yeah. comparison wasn't a big thing um however as I entered high school and I went to a private high school mm. comparison was literally ingrained in like the concrete <laughs> like yeah. it was just like threaded through everything and yeah. you were always comparing your grades your sporting achievements your awards your your boyfriends, your girlfriends, everyone compared. And Mm -hmm. I think as well, the school kind of pushed it as well because it absolutely. Yeah. And you Mm -hmm. know, all the awards that the people get, get presented and all these, Mm -hmm. these things, it's just, it can be very, very difficult. Um, and it's sort of like a, um, what do you say? It's a, um, I don't even know. Mm. Full stop. Well, it's even <laughs> it's even like the the idea of you know things like awards. It's this person gets the award because they are better at this thing than you. You don't get the award because you are not good at that thing. And this person is that better. actually makes me want to cry. I know it's I I didn't grow up getting awards like at all. Like I was never the awards girl and I I probably didn't acknowledge it growing up, but I feel like it definitely, um, made me feel inferior and on like an intellectual level, I guess. And you just feel like you're in this tier. And at the end of the day, it's a hierarchical tier. Yeah. And we begin that hierarchical like thinking when we're in school. I just read this amazing book um, the courage to be disliked. And yeah. Have you, you, have you read that one? I read it like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. When it came out. So good. It's yeah. If, if you don't know, it's, it talks all about, um, what's called Adlerian psychology. And one of the parts of Adlerian psychology is 
is horizontal living. And so you can either live horizontally or you can live vertically. And vertically is that hierarchical structure and where you see people as less than you and you see people as better than you. But if we can get to that horizontal living, you know, you see everyone as equal, no matter who they are, no matter who you are, there's no inferior, there's no superior. And that's, you know, such like an ideal way of living. But from school, we learn vertical living. And that just takes us, I guess, throughout our whole lives. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. And I guess with this vertical living, like, yeah, you're always, there's, you're always going to be on a spectrum and you're mm-hmm. always going to be comparing yourself to the person who's higher than you. Yeah. And, and the person yeah, who you think's you, lower, because if you, if you yeah. are vertical living, you inherently think that other people are lower than you as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good way to put it. Mm. I love it. And I guess like after school, right, like there's expectations that are put on us or we put on ourselves or our family put on us to, to do things and to go places. And unfortunately, because of the standards, even our society puts on us, Mm. maybe even subconsciously, like we, we might be persuaded by other people's actions. For example, one person goes to uni, therefore I need to go to uni. And comparison can also really dictate our future as well. And and unless we're actually able to consciously check in with our values at that time, which is incredibly hard to do when you're 17, 18 years old, we kind of just get like pushed along the road until – until whenever, until we start realizing, hang on a second, this doesn't yep. feel right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And it's, it is crazy that you get to the end of school and you're 17. Like think to when you were 17 right now, like, oh, oh my God, would you trust that 17 year old with your future, with your life? Like no way. No way. And no way. Like, yeah, it's crazy, but that's I guess like another topic in in and of itself. Oh yeah, that's another topic it's, itself for sure. It's huge. Um, but I think you know from there you get into to careers and everything like that. Um, and obviously you're going to compare yourself to to those you know that are I guess like we were saying off air to those that are in a similar situation to you. Mm. So you mm. don't compare yourself to you know, Elon Musk. Um, yeah. And, you know, there, there would be no reason to compare Alice Bleethman to Elon Musk because. Um, excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> I am Sorry, wrong example. Wrong example. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll let it go. Um, but yeah, because they're in, a, they're in a different stratosphere. There's no, there's no purpose. There's no whatever, but comparing. Alice Bleethman to dietitian next door or, or, you know, whoever it is like <laughs> dietitian down the road, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, there's more of a reason to compare yeah. yourself to them. And sure. I, I think that's where the comparison comes in with people mm-hmm. that we, I guess, perceive as on the same, you know, in the same stratosphere as us, but they're doing better. Yeah, absolutely. And well, it's, it's achievable. Like, yeah, well, I, you know, maybe I can be dietitian next door. Like yeah. I have the capacity, I have the resources. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Elon Musk, 
no offense to me, Alice, but like <laughs> you probably will never be that way. And that's so fine. I'm okay with that. So it's really counterproductive. And I guess like with you, Lily, like what do you find like, have you noticed that your comparisons or what you've made in the past for yourself to other people have changed across your lifespan so far? Mm, that's such a good question. Yeah. I think growing up, uh, what I would compare myself to was like the girls around me. Like, are they prettier than yeah. me? Are they more popular than me? And And you kind of get into those trivial comparisons that seem so important when you're younger like seem like the biggest thing ever. Um, and then I guess as I've gotten older, it's, it's more, you know, at this stage of my life, it's, it's more career based. It's more, yeah. you know, is, is that person, um, more successful than me? Is that person, um, yeah, doing, doing better, doing better than me. And I think it's, it, it shifts from like those trivial things to more, I guess, like serious things in terms of like success and, and, and that kind of thing. I think particularly for me, probably because I did take a different direction in life than a lot of my peers. Um, you know, a lot of the, the people that I grew up with, they, you know, went to uni like I did. They, but they, they finished their degrees, they went into their corporate job and now they're like, I guess, doing their thing. And for me, it was a whole different, whole different route. Um, I realized that that wasn't for me. I went traveling. I, you know, did all this sort of, I guess, different path stuff and then started studying, you know, hypnotherapy and then started my own business. I think probably the biggest comparison for me is you know, when I'm feeling, um, you know, that, that sense of things aren't going well or, or whatever it is, you know, I, I feel to myself, oh, should I have just gone on that conventional path? Yeah. You know, so-and-so is doing this. Um, they seem to be doing really well. Should mm. I have just done that? Mm. And that's probably for me now the biggest comparison. Sorry, that yeah. was a really roundabout way to get there, but no, we that was there. really well. <laughs> we really well worded. I was very captivated the whole time, and I think you're right. Like, I think that everyone's journey is a comparison, mm. change as they develop and and grow, and then also what they're doing in that time of their life. Um, and Do you I think find you're that right. yours like, is in it, a similar vein, or? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like yeah. absolutely. When I was young, I was comparing like. A lot of like I was really sporty, so like oh that person won the you know athletics carnival, like they're fitter than me, or like yeah, it was a lot as well to do with money. So like my family Mm. weren't very wealthy, but I went to a private school, and so oh that mum has a BMW, or that that family has a pool, or oh Mm. and I was so afraid to have people around in my house because I didn't want them to see my house compared to their house. Um, so that was a big big, and I guess it came from insecurity as well, but. Um, a lot to do with grades, ATAR, like stupid things like that. And I think that was definitely pushed on me from my school, absolutely. And then as I finished uni, my comparison came from um, my business and it still does. Like that's a big, big point for me. And I guess now um, alongside business, it's also finance. So like yeah. I have a lot of friends who are buying houses and mm 
doing all these things and and investing and I'm like am I earning enough money is this the right choice for me like should I have just gone down the corporate life or should I have just gone down the hospital job where like I get every week I get the same income and then now following I guess my breakup as well it's like people are getting engaged like mm. and I'm kind of comparing that path so I think I think about it now even having talked out loud about it like I think it definitely stems from elements that you're insecure about yes um and then you reach and look at other people who are achieving that mm. and then it kind of threads a sort of like um strengthens that lack or that scarcity yeah um that you have in your life it's just that sort of um yeah internal trigger of things that you yeah that you feel that you lack and then you see other people like radiating it out and you're like shit and yeah. it does it triggers yeah. you on that millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but Noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. On that really deep level. Um, I guess, like, Lily, what I want to ask you is, like, what's your relationship with social media? And how do you think that fuels mm. elements of comparison? Yes. Mm. I think probably social media is one of the main contributors to this comparison culture. You know, I was reading that Photoshop is 32 years old. So Photoshop has been around for 32 years. And so anyone, you know, that is of that age has grown up seeing pictures that are completely altered. So I think it starts there. And then into social media with you know even just like filters and all that all that stuff like that's a big part of it but also the part that people just show the good stuff and people that post with a big following or you know a very um vulnerable group of people following them I think it is it is those those people that really contribute to the comparison culture and posting on on some level like toxic things i would mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. you know toxic positivity yeah. to to the degree where their following really feels as though they need to be like this person and and for me with social media i just use it just use it for work now and i think i have a pretty good relationship with it in the sense that i just use it to like connect with you know people that I, you know, really enjoy like watching their stuff or, you know, other businesses and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I've 
basically completely like left my personal profile. Like I don't use that ever. So for me, it's not really an issue, but it is, it is a huge, huge part of, of this comparison culture when we see people, I guess, um, you know, people with impact and people with power posting, um, I guess, you know, what you can perceive as, you know, toxic things um, that have so much power in this space and and I think can be affecting people in such a negative way. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? I think I think you're right. I think that – but I, I also think that, unfortunately, as much as people who have big followings might be aware of their influence and their power and they mm. might show the – quote unquote raw vulnerable stuff mm. it still isn't showing everything and I think that as well mm. naturally those people who do have more of a following they might live a more privileged financially privileged mm. for example life um perhaps and not saying they all but perhaps that's the reason mm. and as a result because they are filling up a lot of our screens or our social media, even though they might be living quote unquote their life, like they're still the one percenters, but we see Mm. them as the 70, 80, 90 percenters. So I don't think it's all an intentional thing either. I think that just naturally the way that that social media, and I'm thinking Instagram at the moment, but could be anything. Social media is the, the way that it is curated is that it, it does show you only a small percentage. It's very, very difficult to show you so many different types of people. And for me, like I don't really use social media that much unless I'm working, which helps. But I do find that on days where I catch myself comparing, it's often to those things that I feel like I lack. Um, and they hit me the hardest. So I just need to be very, very cautious about those days. Mm, Um, but to be honest, like social media for me, I guess if we frame it, like, you know, why am I going on this? And for me, it's business. For me, it's to share, um, raw, honest, vulnerable things to educate. Um, and so why in the world would I follow, you know, a, a million a person who is you know a millionaire and who has like a completely different life to me and who is incredibly unachievable and honestly makes me feel like crap. Like why in the world would I follow yep. that? So yep. just doing a big intervention in, in, in inventory inventory yeah. of my Instagram has, has definitely helped. Um, yeah. But you know, as much as I am aware of it, it still gets me sometimes. And I think in my space yeah. as a dietitian, like in particular when it comes to food and body, like, they are the big, mm-hmm. big things that people compare themselves to. I guess mm-hmm. I'm, I'm biased because that's all I really see as a clinician. Yep. But um, it does it does affect my clients so much, and it is mm. so toxic, and it's very hard to avoid. But um, there are ways to to go around it as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like a rule of thumb should just be: if you're having a shit day, don't go on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it can just feed into those insecurities and it will just like mirror them back to you a hundred percent. And I guess life is about the lens through which we look mm-hmm. at things. And if you go on, you know, social media 
through the lens of feeling insecure about yourself or through, you know, lacking a bit of self-esteem, you know, that's, that's just how you're going to see everything. And that's going to dictate a post or, or something that maybe, you know, if you were, if you were feeling better that day, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even phase you in the slightest, but it's, yeah, it's just the lens that you're looking at things, which is, I guess, just kind of the case in life in general. Like what, how, what lens are you looking at the world through? That's going to dictate how you feel. I guess to my point before, like people, people with, with impact and people with power on social media, I think they do have a responsibility to be showing, at least describing, you know, Hey, like this was a good day. Like this, you know, there are these sides to my life too. I think that is a really important thing, but at the end of the day, our life is our responsibility and the way that we feel is our responsibility. It's not that person on social media's responsibility to make us feel good and to not trigger us. And yeah, I think our triggers are our responsibility and you know, if something triggers you, great. That means you just have like more growth to do. Triggers are just like the best way to, um, to know what you haven't dealt with yet. So write your triggers down. If something makes you feel icky, Yep, yeah, that's like the perfect word, icky. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel icky. Oh, trigger. Okay, yeah. what's what's going on? Yeah, what's going yeah. on? Just write it down. You don't need to deal with it on the spot, but just yeah. write it down and and deal with it at a later date. Um, because yeah, our triggers, we need to be so grateful for them because they just show us yeah. where we still have growth to do. So yeah, just know, but also know you're not alone in that. You know, everyone struggles. Everyone struggles, you know, with, with social media and looking at others and thinking, oh my gosh, you know, they have the best life. Everyone struggles with that. Even the people that you look at and think, oh my God, they have the best life. They look at someone yeah. else. And a hundred percent. The grass is always greener. That grass is always, always greener. greener. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I've realized over the past two or so years in particular the more people I meet, the more I realize that no one really has their shit together. Yes. Like really, and no one, no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, you know, knowing, I guess, meeting, for example, influencers mm-hmm. and meeting people who have big followings and meeting people whose life appears so beautiful mm-hmm. and actually meeting them in person. Wow. Like, take them off their pedestal right now. Mm-hmm. Like they've actually got a screaming baby. They haven't mm-hmm. slept properly for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like they're also stressed out of their mind. They've got conditions that they have to go to a GP about for mm-hmm. every day for, you know, the past two years. Like there's actually so much stuff going on. And I think that yeah. that's really helped me by meeting people and realizing their stories and realizing their hardships. And like, mm-hmm. not to say that like, yeah, everyone's cooked like me, like, mm-hmm. but like, it's actually like kind of affirming because it's like, okay, like I now know like mm. social media is kind of bullshit. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah, it is. I think a big, it's, that's so true. You know, you never know what's going on in people's lives. And I think for me, this really hit home when I started seeing clients and people that I went to school with or people that I just sort of like just knew when I was younger that I would look at and think, oh my gosh, they're so 
they're so beautiful and they're so, you know, which they are, of course, but, you know, you'd look at them and you'd put them on a pedestal. And then, you know, I started seeing them as clients and you hear this whole story that they have that you would have no idea that they they grew up with or that, you know, that they felt this way and, and all these things. And it just really was a big thing for me to realize you never know what's going on in someone's life. And yet you, you just never know. You never know the types of insecurities and the way that people feel within themselves. And yeah, it was a big realization for me. And I almost wish that like everyone could have that realization because it does, it makes you think, it just makes you realize that we're all, we're all equal. You know, we're all, we're all just human beings trying to do our best with all these insecurities. And I guess a part of us as, as human beings, which I guess is an evolutionary thing as well, is that we want others to think that we're doing well. And we want others to perceive us as, as better than we feel because that makes us feel better. And when we feel better, you know, um, we're safer and, and we're more comfortable and, you know, on an evolutionary side of things, that's really important. So yeah. Yeah. Even being vulnerable, if you say like, Hey, I'm having a really crap day. Like if you were in the middle of the, I don't know, Sahara desert and there was like, 10 people in the tribe, you'd be like, well, you are a dead weight. Yeah. So, you're- so here's a spear. <laughs> you're, you're getting Sorry, speared, buddy. <laughs> but seriously, like that is so, you just don't. Yeah. But that's why we don't, that's why we find it so yeah. comfortable, like yeah. actually sharing what's going on yeah. behind closed doors. Exactly, exactly. I want to talk to you, Lily, about values mm. um, briefly and how values can impact our perception of or interpretation of others and how we perceive ourselves in particular when it comes to comparison because for me like learning my values and understanding my values and continually repeating my values to myself mm-hmm. and maybe re- what, me readjusting them or digging them if I need mm-hmm. has really helped me mm-hmm. when I am feeling a bit of comparison coming up yep. um and I want to know like do you feel like values play a role in this whole comparison game mm-hmm. that we play Absolutely. I think values play such an important role and are so important in, in everyday life to remind yourself of your values. Um, but because comparison and things like judgments and, and, and things that, you know, don't make us feel good because they are such an instinctual thing for us to do because they're so habitual. Um, I think it is so important to then you know, bring yourself back and be like, okay, I made this comparison between me and Alice. Um, she's got this, this, and this. Okay. But what are my values? Okay. Do they actually align with what Alice even has? And do I actually even want that? Um, is that actually something that would bring me happiness? Um, so yeah, if you, if you, if you value connection and you value making a difference in other people's lives and, and you value your family and you value your friends, but you're envious of this person who has a Ferrari. It's like, well, that Ferraris weren't in your values list. Yeah. You don't, you don't value Ferraris. Why are you so envious of someone with a Ferrari? Mm. And then just bringing yourself back down and being like, oh, okay. Like that's probably just society 
you know, societal conditioning that's Absolutely. made me feel envious yeah. of that. And just constantly checking in with yourself. Like all of these judgments and all of these comparisons that we do have, our first instinct, this is something I always remind myself of. The first instinct, the first thought that you have is societal conditioning. Mm-hmm. And then the second thought you have control of. And you can choose, yeah, you can choose to make that a thought that's actually in alignment with who you are. So never judge yourself for for the first first thought that comes to you. That's society conditioning. Everyone has that. Make sure that you, I guess, take control over that second thought and just constantly doing that. And the more and more that you do that, your second thought becomes your first thought. So yeah, it's just training your brain. Absolutely. We have an incredible brain that has the power of neuroplasticity. Use it to your advantage. Just constantly be training yourself and your mind. Um, But that's a commitment. Like it takes, that takes actually committing to doing that. And intentional effort, like actual effort and and patience far out. Yes. Yep. Yep. 100% patience with yourself and like forgiving yourself for, having a shitty comparison and, and, and having a shitty judgment of someone else or yourself, like it's okay. You're not a shitty person. Society's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Agreed. So what do you think then Lily, like if we were to give the guys like something to work with, like for example, mm. what can we do? Um, what can we do to stop comparing ourselves or at least lessen the blow mm. when we do feel like we're comparing mm. ourselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just like we said, focusing on your values, is a really important one, write a list of what you actually value in life. Yeah. Uh, and when we're comparing, we are focusing on what we feel that we lack. Mm-hmm. So the antidote to that is focusing on the things that you, you know, you feel really strong at yeah. your strengths. So what do you actually feel that you do really well? What do you actually really like about yourself? And that's a really hard one for a lot of people, but write down like three things. And that can even be the smallest of things. Like, I think I'm a kind person, whatever it is, whatever your strengths are, write three, three of them down. I think that's a really important one mm-hmm. and write your values down at the same time. And showing, finding evidence to support the strengths. Like, okay, I'm really kind. Like, who, like who, how do I know that? Like, okay, well, like when I went to the beach yesterday, like my best mate said that I'm so kind to the coffee man, like, or like actually confirming that belief as well is really important rather than just thinking it. But yeah, that's absolutely. And I'd say, I'd say one of the things that I find really useful when I do feel like I'm comparing myself is literally just reminding myself that, you know, my power comes from my individuality and that mm-hmm. is what I can offer the world. Like I could be, you know, like doing all these things that X, you know, X is doing, but like the real power comes from my individuality that no one else can attain because it's me. Yeah. And so really relishing in that. And I think that a lot of work require, you require, you, you need to do a lot of work to get to a space where you feel like you like your individuality. Cause I used to hate it. Yes. I used to be like, I'm so weird. Yeah. But now I'm like, I actually like myself. Like I actually like myself Mm -hmm. as a weird, flawed, weird, possibly crazy, different person. Um, But it's cool because I know that there's strengths within that and no one else can get, no one else can be me. Um, So that's really important. So focusing on that, that power, that individual power that you have 
Yeah. So often, you know, particularly when we compare ourselves to people that are in, I guess, a similar age bracket to us, um, similar industries, whatever it is, we, our first kind of reaction is they have it, which means that I can't have it. It's like they've taken it and I, I can't have it now because they've got it. And flipping that framework, um, that mindset framework to be, they've, they got that, which means that I can get that too. I can have that too. And using them as inspiration rather than competition and celebrating those around you as well, celebrating people's achievements, working on genuinely feeling happiness for others when they achieve something, even if it's something that you want. I think particularly if it's something that you want, because the more that you celebrate that, the more and more that you find inspiration in that as opposed to they've got that, so I can't have that. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think think particularly for women, and I think for women, um, I think it is ingrained in us, and, you know, I I guess I come from a a woman's point of view. It, It probably is with men as well. But it is ingrained in us to, to compete with, with other females. And the more and more we push back on that and the more we, we celebrate the women around us and we build them up, you know, we're like their hype girls. Like the more we do that, the better it is for all women and the better it is for you know, everyone in general, you know. So celebrate those around you and, and hope that they celebrate you too, but surround yourself with people that you know yes. will celebrate you. And that was going to be my last one. Like surround yourself with people who actually genuinely are happy when you achieve things. Yes. I remember at school there was so many people who'd be like so angry at me if I got a good grade. It's like, mm. dude, like we don't need that dead weight mm. in our lives. Like yeah. you are surrounding yourself with people who genuinely, and I say genuinely very, very strongly because there are people yes. who could pretend that they're happy for you and then like bitch about you yeah. behind your back, like who yeah. genuinely support you and love everything that you're achieving. Like mm-hmm. they, it's just such a powerful dynamic. Um, mm. And yeah, and you do notice very quickly those people who are there for you and who support you through your achievements and your wins. Um, so just continually reminding yourself that the importance of, of having people who genuinely support you. Um, yeah. And even if you guys are on the same page and you both want to achieve X, Y, Z, if one doesn't and one does, like, fantastic, yeah. celebrate that person. Yeah, that's their time. Your time will exactly. come. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess also, you know, the other, the other thing that is really important, but which is, I guess, kind of broad and general and probably something that we'll go into, like, at great depths at some point is you know the the there's a big correlation obviously between comparison and self esteem and so yeah. constantly working on on your own self esteem and self acceptance you know um is a big one for for weeding out those those just just unnecessary comparisons yeah. um so that's a big one but i'm sure we'll go into like a lot more yeah, self acceptance stuff at some point a hundred percent. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. That's to be honest, that's like the skeleton of everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you yeah. lack self esteem and self worth, like, or you have poor self esteem and you lack self worth, like, it's very, very hard to stop preparing yourself. Yeah. Because you always yeah. feel inferior. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
if you've got things that work for you in that area, do those things. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we'll go into that more. Um, Yeah. But I think that's it for today. Is that it? it, That is it. That was a very nice conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it and got something out of it. Also, we forgot to say that if you are not following us, it would be amazing or subscribing and rating us um, if you want. Um, Five stars always the best, but (laughs) no pressure. Um, No pressure, no pressure. Um, But, yeah, that that would be amazing. Apparently it really helps. Our podcast, I believe. Yes, yes I believe um, that's correct. Yeah. And also any feedback, any questions, any anything that you have, send them in um, to either of our personal Instagrams that we have in the show notes. Um, just send them in and yeah, we'll we'll always get back to you. We'll answer um, some questions on a future episode as well. So send them in. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much for listening. We're so um, stoked with the response so far and just like, yeah. just, yeah, just loving it. So thank you all so much. Yeah. yeah. And we hope everyone has a fantastic day, morning, afternoon, evening, wherever they are. And don't yep. forget that you are the most important person in this world and mm-hmm. you're doing amazing. And yeah. we love you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. 